Hello and welcome to Inspired, your grown-up girl talk. I'm Stacy Fleece, here with Samantha Tredelius. We continue our bi-coastal adventures. Feels right. And I love the underscore of being a grown-up because I actually feel like one today. Do you? Do you? I no. <laughs> I mean, I mean, just no. I do. I actually feel really grown up, and we'll get into my grown-upness a little later. But uh excited to be here with you ladies. What a great uh way to start the day. Hello, hello. I, we have with us today, Teresa Foss. Teresa, you've got just a litany of talents, most of which I have none around. So <laughs> I'm super excited about this because we're talking beauty. We're talking fashion. We're talking makeup. We're talking image. We're talking, I mean, even a little a little dating advice. Not that I need it right now. I don't. But, um, you know, matchmaking, dating coach. I, fascinating background. Yeah. Um, and it's just, a lot. It's a lot. Well, but but all at the top under the umbrella of amazing she brand entrepreneur who've you've built an amazing company, an amazing following. And um, we want to dig into that. So let's dial it back a little bit. First of all, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. And um, I feel grown up today too, ladies, just to FYI, because I did my taxes. I finally finished. And I'm feeling oh my very God, grown up. Girl, I, mean, I, haven't, I haven't started yet. I think I filed an extension because I can't be bothered. <laughs> I, I, I got it. Yeah, I got it. You got to get your shit together. Do we have longer in California? We do. Of, didn't they give us longer because of the storms? I think we have to like oh. May. May? Maybe. Yeah, I think they gave us an extra month. Anyway, it's fine. I'll get it. Teresa, way to go. Gold star for you. I'm for... feeling really grown up today, and I usually yeah, don't. You should. So thank you. you. Should. I appreciate it. I really do. <laughs> That's good. Very good. So let's talk about sort of how you how you got started in this industry. This is a fascinating service industry and something that we all need. And I feel like most of us don't know we need it. Maybe that's the biggest problem. Um, but how did you, how give it, get, take us back to where kind of where you got started and how you grew it into, you know, Teresa Foss beauty, you've got DC elite image uh, and, and you two are bi-coastal. So I do want to talk about that too. I am um, I'm like a yo-yo. I'm in like a hybrid time zone, all of my own. So I have no idea anymore, like where <laughs> my mind and body is at at one given time. But, um, thank you for the intro, Stacey. Um, and Samantha, um, I'm really excited to uh, chat with you ladies today. Um, so long story short, I was adopted and I am a military brat. So I grew up moving around to a lot of very small, small podunk places in this country. And, you know, it was, it was hard growing up as a kid and looking different. You know, I am, people can't see me on the podcast, but I'm Asian. And so I lived in a lot of places where there really wasn't a lot of Asian people. Yeah, small podunk and probably doesn't scream. Asian middle America, community. not screaming Asian culture. No, no. And I'm mixed Asian. So it's even then. So like people have a stereotype of what Asian women should look like. So I always look different. My parents are just white people. So I always tell them I was raised by white people. You will think of me like a Twinkie, you know, like <laughs> yellow on the outside, white on the inside. I, I eat meatloaf. You know, <laughs> um, it, I was very shy growing up. So I think I was always interested in the fashion magazines. I remember going to visit my grandma and she always had like glamour and Cosmo and my mom didn't buy those things. So I was just fascinated by those. And I think it helped me be more confident in my shyness and my insecurities about looking so different growing up to like play with hair and makeup and clothes. And, you know, I had one of those big Barbie heads growing up there. I like you know, do all kinds of things to her. And that's really where it started. And 
then I was a fashion major in college. I worked as a stylist for a while. And then that's when the crazy dating coach and matchmaking story happened. And <laughs> I got okay, this job. Okay, how did you get started in that? That feels like, like a yeah, lifetime. Oh, like that feels like an entire just like life in itself, right? <laughs> yeah, that was a lot. I was like, how do I condense this down? Um, so I was living in DC at the time. This was about 15 years ago. And, um, I met my dear friend, Louis Felix, who is a, one of the top matchmakers in California and really the country. And he was working for at this time for a national uh, matchmaking company. And he came to DC. He's like, I really need somebody here for our office. He's like, I love you. You're stylish. No one here knows how to dress. Like what's going on with the DC people? I'm like, yeah, they're all about business. So that's how it started. He's like, well, you just have to be good with people. He's like, you have a retail and sales background and I like your aesthetic. So that's how it all started. And, um, I wore many hats in that job. <laughs> it was yeah, really more like adult babysitting. <laughs> Dude, and then you could probably like meet people and you're like, I get why you're not like connected to anybody because you're psycho. Yeah. Right. Was, or you're um, an asshole. Like, you know, there's just, I can only imagine like the just stuff that would come across. Do you remember the show Millionaire Matchmaker on yes. Bravo? Yes. Okay. So about that time was when that show came out. Oh and boy. People were like, oh my God, is it like that show? And I'm like, it is, except <laughs> I don't yell at people. Like, <laughs> yes. I don't really want to yell at people, but sometimes I want to yell at people. Like, what is wrong with you? Why would you? Did do you ever that? have the client though that you had to fire because you're like, you're a hot mess and I'm never going to put you out there with anybody? Did you have that person? Um, there's people that I wanted to. Yes. Um, I <laughs> personally never did, but yes, there were definitely some people I wanted to just let go. Cause I think they think, well, I'm paying you to find me this person and you should be able to provide that for me. And yeah. it's like, this isn't like a mail order groom or bride situation. Like these are real human beings with real emotions. And, and so you're a horrible person. <laughs> You're like, you, yes. I would not pair you with my worst enemy. I'm out. Oh God. So then you take All this, right. this, you know, you take a turn and you start doing, you know, the, the actual artistry itself and you've built a phenomenal business. And like, let's talk about that. So that's, that's where this all started is like, I mean, y'all need some help. Like, let yes. me help you get on your days and be more successful. And, you know, for my female clients, it was looking feminine because they were total boss babes at work, but they weren't babes in their personal life. They just need a little judging. You know, everyone just needs mm -hmm. a little judge. We're not mm -hmm. trying to, you know, change the whole wheelhouse here. But um, so I would, you know, take them shopping, help them, you know, dress for their dates, do makeup lessons. If they were doing online dating, how to, you know, present your best uh, pictures on your online dating profile. Um, same thing with the guys, you know, if you've ever done any online dating, you know, guys are horrible at that. So the guys, why do they some all have styling. pictures with a fish? Why <laughs> does everybody know. have a fishing picture? I don't know. There should be like fisherman.com for Is like, that weird? you know, like a, weird. A online dating. there's online dating apps for everything now. So they might as well have that. Cause there's so many guys with that. I don't, I, I miss the whole like dating online. Cause I've been married now for what? 15 years. Like it wasn't part of, I missed out of that, but yeah, but I, I, um, I find it fascinating that the, they put fish in there. Like, is it maybe like a size thing? Like this is I what I can catch. I don't oh. know. 
I'm not big in that world, but it seems like every, you know, everyone I've looked at anyway, off topic. That's a whole other topic. This is interesting. (laughs) Hey, this is a whole other segment. We could talk 30 minutes just about that. Um, So (laughs) that's my job, kind of branding my clients. And it was my side hustle for a while until my boss was like, you clearly love this. He's like, I don't care as long as you know. You, you couldn't manage both things. And it, it, it ended up being that I just, it was really where my passion was. And I was a fashion major. So it just made more sense to me. I, so I took off wearing all the hats and just decided to do the aesthetics. And that's how one DC, big hat, one big hat. That's how DC elite image was born. I, I started off just doing that. And then as it grew and clients got married, they needed someone to do their makeup for their wedding. I'm like, I can do that. So it just started growing. And then I was outsourcing hair you know, I was doing wardrobe and helping people shop and do makeup, but then they needed hair. So I started bringing on girls to my team for hair. And now I have 15 amazing human beings on my team that do hair and makeup. And we're very diverse. We're all shapes and sizes and skin tones. And that was very important to me is to have a truly inclusive uh, company where anyone can feel beautiful. I so love you talk it. about, I want to, back up just a second because you talk Mm -hmm. about you know these boss babes in dc and you're like "Mm, we gotta we gotta fix this just a little bit to make this work on a date and how do you walk that fine line between judging somebody so they have this level Mm -hmm. of attraction without really uh without changing the reflection of who they really are without changing their true authentic self where's that where's where is that line that's a really great question and 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 that's and, and so it's hard. You don't want to be insulting. Um, and I remember this one woman was like, well, this is an Armani suit. I'm like, well, kudos to you that you can afford an Armani suit. That's amazing. It's gorgeous, but it's still a pantsuit. Yeah. No guy wants to see you in that on a date, like boardroom, amazing, professional, like very polished. I said, but you, she's like, I don't have time to go home and change. I'm like, you need to, or bring your outfit to work and change in your bathroom. Yeah if you're going to schedule a date after work. And so it's like, listen, it's all about marketing. Would you wear the same thing to a job interview that you would on a date? And some women actually said, yes. And I said, okay, well, we got to get you out of that mindset. It's two different situations. You know, it's two different occasions. You want to put your best foot forward. We're not trying to like change who you authentically are, but it's for the occasion. Just like, you know, you would dress differently for a wedding. You would dress differently for whatever else you got going on. Do you think some people feel like they don't even have that other side? Like I did, I mean, I've got 42,000 things in my closet. I wear six, right? So I, I don't know if I have a different, do I, I don't think I have a different side. Maybe I do. I mean, for a wedding, sure. But it's like having different personalities. That's the best part. You totally have a different side. I, I, I show up all the time with you could take me to the boardroom, the ballroom, the funeral, the bar. I'm ready for whatever all day, every day. (laughs) I love it. Bring it to the table. Yeah. How just like, yeah, I mean, it. you know, different personalities at different, like, or maybe if you're going on vacation, you're going to Miami or you're going to, I don't know, London, you can have different kind of British Stacy, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like her a lot. Yeah. So let's talk about what it's like to manage um, 15 different people because you've got 15 <laughs> different personalities and 15 different, you know, are these 
actual employees, independent contractors? How how's your business structured and, and what's it's, they're all ICs. Right. Yeah, they're all okay. independent contractors because they all are their own little entities and they're all juggling multiple things just like we are. Yep. Um, so that keeps it easy or ish. I built it over time. <laughs> it wasn't fast and furious, but what I what I loved is I started off with just a couple girls that I already knew and it grew from there. And I just would ask them as as business grew and I needed to add more to my team and say, who do you know in the industry? Who do you like working with? Who would you trust if you couldn't get to your client and you needed someone in a, in a pinch to take for you? And that's how I built my team. I didn't want it to be like other bridal teams. Not that there's anything wrong with those, but I, I really truly wanted it to be like a family. And so I have had very low turnover over the last 10 years. I lost one person because she moved and somebody else just we won't talk about that. Um, yeah. Other than that, um, <laughs> everyone else very that's awesome because the the industry I mean is known to be very you know challenging catty but challenging with different personalities and it's you know I can't tell you how many times I've been like at a blow dry bar and the girl next to me is freaking out because two of the girls didn't show up to work today you know and it's one of those types of things so to be able to have a crew that's like you know you all have a mutual respect for one another. You know, they're going to obviously get brought on for more jobs if they show up and do a good job. And, you know, yeah. you know that by booking them, they can, you know, perform and take care of the clients, which is great. I also really love the fact that you're full service, you know, not only taking people from like, hey, we're we're going to showcase you at your best for your dating world. And now we're going to parlay that into next level wedding. Um, I think that's kind of amazing. Um, it's, it's a journey. Like, I, and I love that because it's really relationship building. Samantha, um, I've had clients where I did their engagement shoot. I did their wedding. I did their, when they had their first baby, the maternity shoot, which like is very cool. that I've done their sister's wedding. So like, these come on, are that's really, really cool. These are milestones. Yeah. That's what I love. I really it's, do. It's fantastic. Now let's talk about your blogging. Let's talk about that. Cause that's a whole nother part of you. <laughs> I I am not blogging like regularly like I should. Um, I kind of became, I guess, what do you call them? Influencers, content creators during COVID because, you know, well, I was a makeup artist. Did nothing and else to do. <laughs> that, was, that was tough. 2020 was a really rough year. Yeah, because um, you so, went from like 100 miles an hour to zero overnight, yeah. I would imagine. Yeah, people, you people know, are not putting a lot of makeup on or getting dressed at home. No, I mean, there's there only so much events. styling you can do with Lululemon for your kitchen. <laughs> They're really, it was, yeah, <laughs> it's limited. It's, it's, it's limited. It was, it's it was very, a, it was very limited. It was a tough time. So you start blogging and you become this creator. So I want to know now that, you know, what is for those out there that don't know what an influencer is, like what, mm-hmm. what is that by definition? And then are you just constantly getting products or do you go out and like find things to talk about yourself or are they sending you stuff to talk about? Both. Um, mm-hmm. So during COVID, I mean, that's really how companies were also surviving is just sending out, you know, seating packages to people in those industries. And uh, that's really how it started. So I would just, you know, talk about the products. Um, and I would be selective, you know, I wanted to stay on brand with health and beauty and wellness. So I got like a sex toy <laughs> reached out to me. I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know how I'm going to demonstrate this on my Instagram. So I'm good with that, but I Okay. But did it. you keep the product? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you have to send it back if you don't do I it? Felt like, yeah, I, I, yeah. I want to be able to authentically talk about it. So I'm, 
just because someone pays me for something or someone sends me something, I don't necessarily post about it. Like I really want to talk about the product and say something nice about it. So honestly, if I can't, I just don't post about it. I honestly um, feel like you could have said something nice about a sex toy, but just, I that's just a side note. Up. I just, uh, maybe not on your blog, but just, no. I'm just saying, I think there are nice things to say. But I them. think it would be super hard to <laughs> in the future. I have a maybe, door on that. <laughs> maybe a new, maybe a new spinoff. But I have to say too, it must be really hard when like something comes and you want to be like open and, and receiving to the products, but like some stuff just isn't up your alley or, you know, isn't a good or fit. Doesn't or doesn't pass the test. Yeah. Or yeah. like, you're not comfortable talking about it. That's hard. Cause I'm, you know, I'm an empath. So I'm always about trying to be kind, you know, to people and be like, I always try to find something good and everything. Uh, you know, people are like, what's your ma favorite makeup brand? I'm like, I don't have one. That's like asking who's your favorite child. Like, why would you do that? That's horrible. I'm equal Seriously. opportunity. <laughs> I, there's a, there's a product in every makeup brand that I can find that I love, but I don't really I like to be honest, but I don't really want to bash a company or a person or someone's artistry. Like that's not what my vibe is at all. Yeah. No, I think it's good. And I think it's, it's, um, hard to stay too, like to really define like what, what's important to you. And then to be able to project that to your audience, because that's why your audience is, you know, looking at you, um, for the, you know, inspiration, so to speak. I think it's this whole new world of like, the way that people shop, the way that people market their products, yeah. the way that we receive products, the way that algorithm, you know, dialogues, like how we're going to, you know, look at something or when we're going to see it's it. It's remarkable or... how it's changed. Oh my God. So well, how do you different. fucking keep up? If you saw my desk right now, I have so, I have so much stuff and like a couple times a year, I just gift so much stuff away to girlfriends and family members because I'm only one face and body. Like there's only so many things <laughs> I can put on this, this vessel. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's a, um, here's a dumb question though. How do they, how do they get your address? Like, how do they send you stuff? <laughs> You're so cute. They reach out to me via Instagram and they, we start a dialogue and then I said, gotcha. <laughs> so it's not like surprise that shows up at your door, except no. the sex toy apparently was a surprise. I mean, other than that, makeup would be super nice. I, I right? you know, but <laughs> a little stalkerish. Though. So you do bookings at your, you again, by coastal, right? You've got LA, New York, and DC are kind of your three main hubs. I'm a little disappointed. San Francisco is not on the list, but maybe we, need we to get you there, next. bro. I have been to San Francisco. Yes, I'm I just have. saying we'd like to be part of your club, but I would love you... to come to San Fran. <laughs> you um, you do this work in these three different cities, and and you know I have to believe that the the style and the fashion and and sort of what works and what doesn't is very different in LA than it is in DC or New York. Like mm -hmm. how, what, what do you, what are you, where are you the, seeing the differences? Like what, what works, what plays on the West coast, but not the East coast or vice versa. Oh, the West coast is, it, it's, it's kind of fun going back and forth. Um, because again, I feel like I've become a hybrid of both. Like when I'm on the West coast, I'm like, people here are so chill. But then when I go to the East coast, I feel like people here need to relax. Like it's, <laughs> that's kind of the stigma and it's really true. People here in LA are very kind of laissez-faire, very casual, you know, it's, it's very low maintenance. People in DC are more polished, you know, professional and, you know, think of like, um, what's her name on house of cards, like her whole vibe. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. That whole very polished and elegant and Claire Underwood. 
Very Claire Underwood. Claire Underwood is Mm -hmm. definitely the vibe there that people aspire to. Here, I love LA because it's all, it's everything. And I think that's where I feel like I fit in a little bit better, just me personally, because there's a lot more creative people here and you can be a little bit more different and people aren't like, why are you not wearing a black or gray suit? That's, you shouldn't do that. (laughs) People are as judgy here. They're just like, do what you want, be happy. It is true. And it is fun to really see the different coasts, even from like LA to San Francisco. I mean, we are, we are yeah. California, oh, yeah. but the vibe, the fashion vibes, totally different. I remember when I first moved, cause I'm from LA originally, when mm-hmm. I first moved to San Francisco, I was like, why don't girls dress up here? Like what is going on? What's with these flats? And then I lived there for a couple, <laughs> couple of years. I was like, oh, it's these fucking Hills. That's what the problem is. <laughs> I get it. You got to put your high heels Fleece has actually taught me this. You put your heels in your bag yep. and then you pop into the meeting, you throw the heels on and you don't blow yeah. your shoes up on the hills of San Francisco. You just yeah. stop right outside the building and change real quick. That's a New yeah. York thing too. Yeah, that's totally a New York thing. Um, yeah. Walking footwear and then carrying your heels in your bag for sure. And then you go to LA and nobody walks anywhere. It's like walk, what? <laughs> Where are you He's, walking to? A block? No, I'll drive. I'm driving to your neighbors <laughs> down the block. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not walking anywhere. I don't even know what that means. It's definitely walking interesting. Like dog, maybe. <laughs> perhaps, perhaps. Yes. So what do you think like um, the overall biggest challenges in the industry are just from your seat that you see within the beauty industry? Like, and you know, not only the creative artistry side, but, you know, maybe even the product side, because you're getting a little bit of a handle on that. Like, where do you see the industry at? Um, the first thing, honestly, that comes to my mind is something that I've been dealing with a lot lately with brides, and that is ex- managing expectations oh, based upon what you see on TikTok and Pinterest and Instagram and what is actually real. I love a filter on myself. Listen, I'm 47 years old. Okay. Girl, like, you look I, good. Thank you mm-hmm. so much. Um, I do love a little filter. I got to admit, but with comes to my clients and stuff like that, I don't like to filter photos. I want it to be realistic makeup. Um, people see these things on social media with no pores and filters and blown out and, you know, and they think that that's real. And that's what nobody look knows like. what reality nobody, is anymore. Nobody looks like that. Nobody looks like nobody that. Looks like that. Yeah. Nobody looks like that. People have texture to their skin. People have wrinkles. People have rosacea. Yeah. (laughs) Freckles. People have pores. Like these things exist. And so I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) it's been really uh, like, I almost feel like I need to do a post about that. You know, it doesn't like help too. like the fact that we're, you know, 40s. And we're seeing like what we see, but think about like what it does to these younger girls. Like I got two girls that are nine and 12 and I talk about this shit all the time. Like it's such an altered reality to like, mm-hmm. we don't look like that. Okay. No. You know, like knock it off guy. Like they, they should almost like disable the filters. I feel like, because it's just this fantasy land. Yeah. It, and that's, it, and that's nothing exactly real. I remember when I was in college, I had a roommate who did some part-time modeling and she, uh, I want to say she did an ad for Macy's uh, for some like anti-wrinkle cream. Mm-hmm. We, we were 19. <laughs> like, what, what is happening here? Even she was like, I don't know. I, this seems very wrong, but they're going to pay me, so I'm going to do it. 
because I'm in college. It does seem really wrong. Yeah, <laughs> but do you find old. that the brides then have this, ne- I mean, that being a bride's a stressful experience enough, but now, you know, when you're presenting a picture of like a Kardashian, you're like, I want to look like this. And you're like, girl, like oh, you're blonde please. and blue eyed and very different, you know, the whole mm-hmm. shebang is going to be different. You know, does it create this next level of like stress for people? Do you see? And like, then you have to walk them off the ledge. It's a lot of handholding, you know, being a really good bridal makeup artist is, is really only partly your skill set as an artist. The rest of it is, um, being a ninja mind reader. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, yeah, when you tell me three different times that you like it, you don't want to change anything. Then three days later, you're like, I'm not happy with it. Like, oh, Exhausting. You should have told me then and there, like when I was there, so I could fix it. Like I can fix like practically almost anything, like lip cut, whatever it is you want, but you have to communicate. So if you're telling people, I like it, no, I don't want to change anything, then we think you like it. You don't want to change anything. You have to communicate to your makeup artist, your hairstylist, your wardrobe stylist, whatever, what you like and what you don't like. We I don't get my feelings hurt as long as you're being nice about it, of course. But like, hey, Teresa, I don't like that little color. Can we change it? No problem. I will never say no. But I remember people, can't, being people that, can't communicate that lately. I don't know why. I don't remember being that insane as a bride. Do you, Samantha? Like, no. I, like, I'm even the same happen? way when, when I have someone do my makeup. They're like, what do you want to make? Whatever you want. Just here's my dress. Roll with it. I just don't want to look like I'm not myself. I don't wear a lot of makeup yeah. to begin with. But I think that going back to like just people's expectations, and I think it's not just necessarily in your industry. I think just people's expectations are ridiculous in general, and they forgot how to be, you know, like kind, nice people that communicate correctly. Like it's an art that we've maybe lost during our, you know, unplanned COVID vacation, I guess. Yeah, I think we all need to just be slightly resocialized. And I have to say that for the most part, like, our brides are lovely. They're really super sweet. In fact, I think sometimes they don't communicate during the trials because they're so sweet. They don't want to offend. And I think that usually the, the reasoning behind it is because they're afraid they're going to offend when yeah, in fact we get offend, more offended if you don't speak up so that we can make you happy. And I think that's the biggest problem is that we're not mind readers. You got to just say what's on your mind, like what you like and don't like. And I see what happens is, and where, where I'm grateful I have a team is that I, there's me to be the buffer where they would, some other person may just go and leave and go hire another makeup artist what they wanted, but it was also partly because they didn't communicate properly what they wanted. Mm-hmm. So that's, re- I think it's really important just in general in life to be able to just speak up, just speak your mind and do it in a nice way. And you could get what you want then. I love the term re-socialization that oh, we're word. all going through. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I love it and I'm going to use it and I'll credit you. Don't worry. We've all forgotten what it's like to be out in the wild. Okay. Yeah. I, yes. I have, I have, I totally have. Well, I've been traveling a lot too. And I'm sure you travel because you're all, I'm back and forth a lot. Yeah. And people, the airport is my favorite, like oh, re-socialization. Oh, I'm like, have you fucking just forgot that it's oh, like not okay to, to, to do that? Or our favorite, cause we, we, Stace and I travel a lot is the FaceTime in the, the, the FaceTime without, without the, the headphones, earbuds. you know, what are we doing? I don't want to hear your two-year-old have no. breakfast. I don't, I don't care. Okay. I don't care. No one else cares. And it's always like loud baby talk conversations. <laughs> You're just like, what are we doing? You out of the house. 
you know, I know. I don't know. It's crazy. They are the only one that exists at that moment in time. So it doesn't matter. Are the people who don't want to wear shoes and want to stick oh my their God. feet in why? your face? Why? Why? The feet. Why? My, my latest one, not, not to digress, was the stinky food <laughs> on the plane. Like, what are you doing bringing a hard-boiled fucking egg oh, on this airplane? Shame no. on you. It's a <laughs> red eye for Christ's sake. What are you doing? What are you doing? But you know, they just, it's, we've got to have weird people because then it makes the world, I think, more exciting. Yeah. And we have stories then when we are on podcasts and we can talk about it. It's very true. So Teresa, where can people find you? I know you've got a couple different uh, ways and um, websites. Where, where do we go and how do we get Because we know it's not San Francisco yet. It's not San Francisco yet. (laughs) Hey, um, you know, don't throw me with a good time. I'll come up there. Just let's, let's get through this rain thing. We have. You might need to, you might need to come up next year and do my wedding makeup. All right, girl. Oh Oh my God. now. Married? Oh, I was. Um, congratulations! Hey now, hey now. I hey love now. that. Um, I am primarily on Instagram because it's really hard. I actually need a social media person. It's getting overwhelming. I'm primarily on Instagram. You can find me on at Teresa Foss Beauty or at DC Elite Image. That's my bridal team in Washington D.C. And then I'm like a yo-yo all over the place. I love you, Teresa. You are showing us that women, yet again, we can do what. <laughs> ladies, we can do anything. Uh, thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for building a team. Thank you for making people, men and women beautiful and feel their best self. We feel inspired this week and we hope everyone else gets out there this week and is inspired. Thank you.